Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 90 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David, the master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. Hello. And Aaron forgets a birthday on. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw him right under the bus. Yeah, Throwing him right under the bus. Thought we were friends. No, yeah, no, not anymore. <laughs> no, it's uh, it was it was, you know, I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast at all this year. I did last year, but we we missed Aaron's birthday two weeks ago now, about, right. and it was David's birthday this past week. So happy birthday to the two birthday boys. Your birthdays are so close, <laughs> like so close together. Um, yeah. But and yet I still can't remember. Uh... No, <laughs> you're bad at <laughs> you're bad at birthdays. No, guys, this is the Valentine's Day episode, second one. I don't know if we did one last year. I think we did, but this is the second Valentine's Day episode of Reboot Arnie Away. So we're gonna play this for a couple seconds. <laughs> Aaron is, sh- is shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> I can't see what David's doing, but he's probably doing the same. Uh, no, we- we've got some uh, romantic segments for you today. Where we'll be talking about the other romance movie with 50 in the title for recasting. 50 First Dates. We're going to talk about no romantic upcoming movies. Probably a romantic bad movie of the week. I don't know what Aaron has up his sleeve. But uh, we're going to talk about the best TV slash movie romances. Genuine, thank you. Um, yeah, so let's just dig right in. You want me to go? I'll go first. I, I didn't know if that was the... Uh, introduction for one of us to go. That's the introduction. I guess I'll go. Uh, so spoilers for season five of Lost. <laughs> so if you don't want to know about season five of Lost, skip ahead a little bit. Because I'm talking about Sawyer and Juliet. Probably the best romance on the show. I can't think of a better one. Charlie and Claire were heading in that direction, but then, you know, he... Steals the baby and <laughs> just a weird character arc. I don't really know what happened there for a minute. Well, uh, you know why he got. Well, I guess that is also a spoiler for Lost. We're we're in season five. If you, you can go through oh, season okay. three, so, so. So yeah, so like the whole reason he got ran out of the show is because Charlie was dating that uh, Evangeline Claire Lily in real life. No, Evangeline Lily. Who? Evangeline Lily, Kate. They were married. Wait, Charlie and Kate were married? Yeah. yeah For several years. Been. That's completely inaccurate information. Like <laughs> was it the internet? It was the internet. That's always true. Sorry, everyone. Go on. Tell me about this okay. romance. <laughs> it's not a bromance. It's actually a romance, even. <laughs> uh, no, Julie. <laughs> Juliet and uh, Sawyer. You know, Sawyer starts out a little rough around the edges character you love to hate then eventually just becomes a good guy by the end you know sawyer possibly one of the greatest television characters of all time 
fight me. Um, but, and then Juliet, I love this so much because, you know, they were setting up Juliet and Jack for so long and they're like, oh, Jack loves Kate. And it's just like, Kate sucks. Horrible character. But the whole time... She was such a big part of the show. How does she have to she's, be that bad of a She's honestly the worst character in the show. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, the whole time jump that they make when they're back in the 70s. Yes, time travel. When they're back in the 70s, they make the three-year jump. We don't see their relationship grow. And yet, when it happens, you're like, this feels right. I like this. They're very made for each other. They're both they're both Slytherins of a sort, if you get my drift. <laughs> they're both cunning. No, please please explain. They're both cunning. They both like the color green. Snakes are pretty cool to them. <laughs> I don't know if that I don't think that was established, but I don't know. And then just the emotional heartbreak of the whole uh don't you let go when she's getting dragged into the well. That makes me cry every time. I don't know how it couldn't. You're a heartless person if it doesn't. Yeah, I'm calling people out today. Asking people to fight me. Telling Aaron that he's not good at remembering birthdays. You're very aggressive. I'm very aggressive. Romantic episode. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but yeah, I am. Valentine's Day sucks. I'm just kidding. Valentine's Day is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's it. Juliet and Sawyer. Watch Lost. If you somehow are listening to this and just watch, just watch Lost. Aaron, take it away. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about one that i mentioned somewhat last week because mm-hmm. i just finished this trilogy but i'm gonna go with uh jesse and celine from the before trilogy the what like uh before sunrise before sunset before midnight oh never heard of it i've, I've talked about it a little bit before here where it's just like the two people walking through the city and just like conversing with uh, one another and like that's the okay. movie that's all three of the movies, but yeah, no, it's but it's still just like such a it's it's one of the best romances on screen, both because it's just kind of it, it has like this unique opportunity where we really get to see it grow over a period of time that you normally don't get ever in movies, you know, because mm-hmm. it's actually like it's just all about that, right? Because it's just an hour and a half at a time, really, but it's they're each nine years apart. So we really get to see them like grow into this relationship and see like how they affect one another, you know, how they make compromises with one another, how they learn from one another, you know, the regrets they have and like the the things they were able to accomplish and stuff like that. So I think it's just a really powerful depiction of a romance on screen because, you know, you typically don't get to see that kind of progress that like two people can make together because movies don't usually have the time to showcase it, but, but the brilliance of the trilogy is able to use just that brief time period of the film to make it feel like we're watching the whole, what, 27-year romance? It's a long time. Yeah. It's a lot of years. It is. 
All right. David, what you got? Well, I might have given away just a little bit of what I wanted to talk about. Because I said something about a bromance okay. earlier. So I'm going to be talking about a bromance between... Well, let's say it's between four, two bromances between four characters. A bromance of Charlie and Frank. An awkward <laughs> bromance father-son <laughs> romance. And then... Of Dennis and of Dennis and Mag. Okay. So so Charlie and Frank, they sleep together, play <laughs> games together. The um on the Valentine's Day episode, they're emotionally um Charlie's very uh, worried about a worm that Frank eats. And gives <laughs> but even though Frank but Frank gave himself the worm because Char he was worried about Charlie thinking that he was fat. So it shows how these two characters Look, went for through very unfortunate circumstances to try to please each other. I don't know if that's really like the benchmark for love, but oh no, no, no! But it, it... okay, does love have a benchmark? You know, who's to you know, say? Who's to say? And let's talk about Dennis and Mac and roommates. Let's they do it. Movie night. Hmm. <laughs> Mac and Dennis have pretended to be lovers in order to thwart away Dennis's um, child and what was the wow, and I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know where a, you're going. It was the, the last episode of season twelve. I I can't really help you here. <laughs> you kind of uh, threw me for a curveball. I'm uh. So, well, I don't really know what's they're happening. They're always supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. They always live together. Yeah, yeah. And it shows that there's episodes where it shows the true um, tensions of of relationships and mm. romances. Mac like and when they move to the suburbs. Move to the suburbs, yeah. Move to the suburbs. The strain. What what couples and relationships can break down yet be All built right. back up? All right. All there right. Romance, I love it. The bromance. The two-part square square bromance. <sighs> Guys, I want to talk about uh, a little romance between Tessa and Shane in Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> oh, no, we're not doing that. Uh, so I'm going to talk about maybe one that's a little... I don't know if it's unconventional. Perhaps not. Uh, Sam and Susie from Moonrise Kingdom. I think this is like a like a really like innocent look at what love is. And I I I talked about this on the podcast. I think already this movie. Yeah, it would have been in the time. But uh, just the the childlike wonder and innocence of first love is so like amazingly captured in what that whole movie is and in their interactions and the way they talk to one another and it's just it's two kids doing what adults what they think adults do when they're in love and I think there's something like insanely beautiful about that in a way and it's just like oh kids are just a reflection of ourselves 
We should be better humans because of it. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's just, it's such a charming relationship, that, you know. I don't know. I like it. I don't really have much for that one. My main one was Juliet and uh, Sawyer, but. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not new. It's a good one. My second one. Also a good one. Okay. And now I can talk about it a little bit more. Because you guys yeah. have both seen this now. I, I, but uh, Kelly and Yorkie mm-hmm. from San Junipero. See, I didn't pick this one because I figured that's where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take us away. But yeah, this is just obviously my favorite episode of the entire show. As evidenced by my... Uh, really fervent desire to get you guys to watch this. <laughs> yeah. But now that you've seen it, you understand that it's one of the most affecting romances, like, ever depicted. I agree. It's just, there's uh, something really cool about, like... I think I could argue, I don't know if I want to, but I texted you about it, Aaron, so... I'm sure we'll get to that a little later, when you talk about that episode. Oh, right? Hang the DJ? Yeah, yeah. People are talking about that one. Yeah, there's just it's just such a heartwarming story. It's just you know like these people who never could have connected in the actual world just finding that eternal utopia together mm-hmm. in a different world. It's just it, it gives you the feels, man. Oh man, the feels are here <laughs> in full force right now. Yeah, I agree. It's a good one. Gugu Mabatha-Ra. She's in a lot of stuff coming up. She's, this is like her year, I think. Well, last year was so. San, two years ago for San Junipero, correct? Right, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Cloverfield, and then she has another Netflix movie coming out. Yeah, um, the one where she gets see. cancer, or he gets cancer. She gets cancer, yeah. She gets cancer. Yeah, okay. and she tries to plan her boyfriend's life out for him. Which Because that's not... That that's a healthy relationship. Well, I think that's the point of the movie, Aaron. <laughs> I think the point is that she realizes it's not okay. I'm excited for that movie. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, there uh, are a lot of David. Netflix movies, David. Yeah. David, well, you I did my I did Frank and Charlie. You know, and I did you're Dennis right. And Matt. Oh, I did, he okay, do, he doubled good. down. He doubled down. I doubled down early. Double down early. All right. Well, those are our favorite uh, romances and bromances in television and uh, film. We've done this one before, but, uh, you know, sue us. All right. So we're moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. (sighs) It's going to be a good week, my dudes. (laughs) I am uh, feeling both of these movies. And they are good. I'm guessing. Uh, let's start with Black Panther. The movie I'm uh, very excited for. Yeah. I like I like uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think... Uh, they got like a solid cast all dude, around for this one. I know, because I was looking at the poster when we went to go see another movie we'll talk about later. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, is that... David Oyelowo, <laughs> I can't pronounce his last name. And it was. And it was him. <laughs> but he's yeah. just, but his he... name's not on the poster. 
And I'm like, wow. They just have so they, many people. They're they just so like. so many big names. They can't even fit them all. Yeah, so let's just run through, I guess, uh, who we're looking at. Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Danny Guerrera, Guerrera, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, um, Latita Wright, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, who I also I don't think is on the poster, <laughs> but like no, she's just so. in the movie. Forrest Whitaker, who again I don't think is on the poster. <laughs> when Forrest Whitaker isn't like one of the top names on your movie, like uh, Andy Serkis, uh, Florence Kasumba, Sterling K. Brown, who was in Mean Girls last last week, and uh, yeah, there we go. <sighs> I'm very excited. Have you guys listened to the album yet? I'm not no. part of it. I have not listened to any of it yet. I'm probably going to watch the movie, then listen to it. But... That was kind of my plan. Yeah. I'm, I don't think many of the songs are actually going to be in the movie, though. No. Because it's one of those just songs from and inspired by. Right. And so that usually means there's like two or three in the actual movie, and the rest are just to fill out an album. But still, I'm already hyped enough. I don't need, I don't need more hype coming at me from Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Pumping me full of more hype. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Obviously, we'll be talking about this for um, a spoiler cast, as we do with all the Marvel movies, all the big blockbusters. Um, so get excited for that. Uh, yeah. Early Man. I know I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I like Ardman a lot. I, I like Ardman a lot, too, yeah. Um, and this one has fairly good reviews uh, to start. Oh, is there a movie, I wonder, where that Ardman has just flopped on? I can't think of one. Flopped on in terms of of criti- critical. No, they flop Crit- all the time. No. <laughs> it's yeah, a wonder yeah. <laughs> they still make movies, honestly. Um, because everything I've seen from them, I love the Wallace and Gromit movies. I love uh, Chicken Shaun Run. The Sheep. Sean, I haven't seen Shaun the Sheep yet. I need to watch, watch Shaun the Sheep. Sheep. It's on Amazon, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I need to watch that before Early Man. Um, but I everything I I've watched, seen from uh, the Pirates one, because I bought it like five years ago, and I haven't gotten around to watch it. I forgot they even made that. <laughs> it's on my voodoo. So okay, sure. Check it out. I'll watch it at some point. Um, they just have such a unique style of humor such a like it shouldn't be funny kind of humor but somehow it just works whether it's in the line delivery or just the timing or anything just somehow it works isn't sean the sheep isn't there like no dialogue in that movie there's, yeah there's like none at all which is just the fact that you can still pull but that off in this hilarious. day and age yeah that's amazing wallace and gromit probably my favorite of theirs Chicken Run in a close second. I like Chicken Run. I think that's maybe an maybe an underrated, underrated opinion. But Chicken Run's good, even though it is just the Great Escape. But it's with chickens. So. And Mel Gibson. Well, yeah, we we don't need to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I'll be seeing Early Man. I'm pretty sure I I'm excited. That that sliced bread joke though. Oh my god, I no, love not. it. Are you being sarcastic? No, no I I'm really not. do like it. <laughs> it's so 
don't know why it's so good. That's what we're talking about. It shouldn't be funny because it's just it's a like sliced it's, it's bread been joke. It's done before. Yeah. But they just find a way to make it still hilarious. And part of it's in like the beautiful claymation. And I think that's a part of it. Just these really memorable character designs. These very memorable, uh, just, I mean, characters overall that we're still talking about Ardman, even though they uh, can't seem to find uh, commercial success in anything. I'm sure they probably do a lot in the UK, right? Probably more than here. Yeah, so. I'm excited. But guys, let's move on to the What Have We Been Watching segment this week. I think I have kind of a bigger week this week, but uh, an interesting one, I think. So I guess I'll go first because no one else seems to be go for it. jumping at the, ch- chomping, chomping at the bit. I don't know what that. This sorted them in a weird way, and I don't know. I talked about Inside Lewin Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's uh, um, let's continue the uh, Coen Brothers watch through with their two films that people are like, these are no good. <laughs> one of them I agree with. The other one I'm like, yeah, it's not good, but it's pretty funny. So let's start with that one. The Lady Killers. A remake of a 1955 movie, I believe. Um, this movie would not be funny if it wasn't for Tom Hanks doing one of the strangest performances I have ever seen, let alone from a prestige actor like Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, it's just a... Like, he's not even a character. He's just a bunch of quirks and, like, weird, like, speech patterns. But it's like, yeah, he sells it, man. He's funny every time. So, I guess there's that. Marlon Wayans is in it. Not funny. <laughs> Absolutely the worst part of the movie. And, I like, people like Marlon Wayans, but I'm, I just, I don't get it, I guess. I don't think he's that funny, so. Also, it would have been funnier if... And this is a... It can be done right. Like the scene in uh, The Big Lebowski where John Goodman smashes that kid's car. Or it's not actually his kid. It's like the neighbor's car. And he's screaming obscenities at him. And that works. But in this movie, they like do it too much. And it's like, oh, you're kind of leaning on uh, F-bombs to really sell the comedy in this. Not very good. Also, poop jokes? Which is like the lowest brow thing that I think the Coen brothers have ever done in a movie. So, that didn't need to be there. J.K. Simmons is in it too. He's pretty cool, I guess. Intolerable cruelty. Also, what the movie is, not just the name. How many reviewers do you think you use that line already? I'm sure so many. I'm absolutely sure. It's all right. So it's not like unwatchable. It's not like if I were to not know that the Coen brothers did it and just go in and watch it, I'm sure I would have liked it a lot more. But knowing it's them and knowing they wasted their just extreme potential on something this stupid, 
is baffling to me. And I looked it up, and it was written by two other people before. And then they came in to kind of fix the script a little bit, and then they directed it. Which makes a lot of sense. Because it is a mess. Uh, George Clooney tries to be funny. Doesn't really nail it. Catherine Zeta-Jones is not a good actress. I'm sorry, but she's just not. And uh, Billy Bob Thornton is the only funny part of this movie. And he's in uh, two scenes. So, it's about it. It's uh, extremely disappointing. <laughs> Like, perhaps the most disappointed... It, like, I'm disappointed by it, and I knew it was going to be bad, too. And that's the worst part. I, like, went in knowing it was going to be bad. And I'm still like, yeah, this is pretty awful. Characters just make decisions that don't make sense. This is one that probably could have used an R rating instead of going PG-13. Because there are moments that I'm like, this would be funnier if they took it like a little bit further. But they can't because they have to keep it PG-13. So. <sighs> Hoping to watch you got? True Grit next, hopefully. So. Hopefully that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so next... So I was thinking about TV. I'm done with that. I didn't watch any TV. But here's a movie that can transition into David's movies this week. Uh, David and I went to go see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ooh, yeah. Missouri, as one might say. Yeah. Which I ended up enjoying, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go ahead and talk about it. I've already spoken about this movie. so. Um... I guess it was it was an interesting piece. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just funny to me for some reason. <laughs> Have you seen this, Aaron? No, I no. want to, but I'll get to it when it hits uh, DVD. Yeah, in like two weeks. Um, I want to say like it had a lot of dark humor in it, which I think that what which is what I liked about it. Like it had to be like it like, is dark. Is that, is <laughs> it is dark. It's and, uh, about as pitch black as you can get. Yeah, and I think I don't think I would see it another time, but I'm happy I saw it and I liked, like, like it wasn't like oh it like, oh, it was okay. Like I liked it. It's just I don't need to see it a second time because I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, I'm, a lot of good acting. Yeah, Francis McDormand. A lot of really good acting. <laughs> Um, I'm the opposite. I came out of it watching it this time and being like, I feel like I need to watch this again at some point. I don't know when, but the complete shift of when I saw it the first time, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a funny movie. It has some funny parts. The drama's a little, like, not great, but, you know, it's still a good movie. Watching it this time, I liked the drama so much more, and it just made more sense to me for some reason. Not that I was, like, confused about it the first time, but it just hit me, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how humanity is. So, I don't know. I, I think this is, like, I think all the uh, criticisms are extremely valid, uh, but 
I don't think it's enough to ruin how good this movie is. So I don't know. That's what that's my two cents on the matter. Matter of fact, Lee. David, what else did you watch this week? Well, let me pull it up, Jake. Pull it up, pull it up. Uh, that was, um, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so, let me click on this. Mm-hmm. I watched The Darkest Hour. How was that for you? Um, the, I watched it a little bit ago with my dad. Because he loves World War Two and it was all about Winston Churchill. He's like, yeah, I really want to go see this movie. I was like, all right, Dad, like I'll go see it, you know. I'm all... So it was okay. Mm-hmm. It paired really well with Dunkirk. So like, mm-hmm. like a fine wine and a good cheese. Yeah. I don't so... know, or like a fine wine and mediocre cheese. <laughs> Wait, which? Yeah. which is, so Dunkirk's the, the wine, huh? Dunkirk's yeah. the wine, obviously. Obviously, because I got drunk on that anxiety, my dude. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. All right, continuing. Okay. So, well, yeah, like, it's definitely not my kind of movie, but Winston Churchill was an interesting dude. Certainly, And yeah. my dad liked it. So there we go, and made him happy. So that's about all. I watched um a lot of Black Mirror. Yeah, you gotta go. To you gotta go a couple future. weeks back. So yeah. So what, what's the last one I? I don't know, man. Uh, San Junipero. He... Yeah. San Junipero. Alright, so... Alright, then I watched Men Against Fire. That one, it was an interesting concept. They didn't really execute on what they could have fully had with it. I watched uh, Hate in the Nation. That one was the Bees one. That was pretty cool. It was enjoyable. It's pretty cool. Uh, Bees are cool. I like bees. (laughs) The bees are all dead. Yeah. Basically. That's basically uh, what's going to actually happen. So that's kind of a little too close for comfort, Black Mirror. How about you take it down a notch? Mirror. I watched the uh, USS Callister Black Mirror episode. I did. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which I think was good. Don't yeah, don't spoil. That's one. That's one I want to watch still. So don't spoil this one for me. No. That, okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. I just want. I'm saying that I I want to say it's above average episode of the season. I. Uh, it was my favorite episode of the season, but that's okay. That was your favorite episode. Well, yeah. now David, you aren't. Are you a Star Trek guy? No. And see, like, Aaron's a Star Trek guy, so that might be. What happened? Like, like I can enjoy the new Star, like same. The new I can't, Star Treks. I can't do the old stuff but, either. I mean, yeah. And this is very much playing off the old stuff. Uh, yeah, and like, I, and I understood that. It's just like I couldn't. Yeah. All right. I got you. I watched Archangel. Archangel. 
left me like a lot of Black Mirror episodes like leave me like unhappy and emotionally distraught, which is like, <laughs> but like this one like left me unhappy as in just like oh I no, I, I don't think I really liked it, like mm-hmm. the way it ended. Like I think they could have done something better. I don't know. I agree. Um, and then I watched Crocodile, which Crocodile was just weird. Crocodile Dundee. Like, Crocodile was just a weird episode. Mm-hmm. Not not a weird good, not a weird bad. It was just weird. And then I watched Olympus Has Fallen today. Oof. Because... <laughs> How's that for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I can watch... No, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> London has fallen is so much but worse. He has to. He has to prepare for. Uh, Angel has fallen. Oh my god! Which is the Logan of the has fallen trilogy. I. You know, no, no. I'm gonna say no to that. Well, I, you're saying no to Gerard Butler, then. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm saying no to Gerard Butler. That's not even a question. All right. So, so yeah, that was my. Because that was like two weeks. Cause I have yeah. Here. Did you want to talk about Hang the DJ? Oh, yeah. Did, did I not miss no, out? yeah, you then didn't I talk about Hang it. The DJ, which is <laughs> amazing. And I like it better than San Junipero. Don't, then, don't spoil it for Lacey, but. No. I, I thought it was a I little bit more predictable than San Junipero. And I felt like it was trying too hard to be the next. San Junipero, and I think that's why I, I didn't like it as much. I could see that, that it was trying, but at the same time, like, I didn't think that I was, I think I liked the connection between the people better. Okay. I, I'm trying not to, like, say anything. Right, yeah. right, right. I got you. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. I guess I'll text you about it. But Hang the DJ was something awesome. And I'm, I really liked it. All right. And then I'm in the middle of Metalhead right now. Mm. Which is just like another black. And then I think I'm almost done. Yeah, one more after that. Oh, wow. Then you have to wait another two years, right? Two years for Black Mirror? They haven't even renewed it yet. There. Come on. <laughs> I think it's pretty silly to think that Black Mirror won't get renewed. I don't know. that The last episode of this latest season seems like they were going for something. Hmm. Okay. Well, Maybe I, I do need to watch it. it. All right. All right, Aaron. Yes. What do you got? Uh, gonna start with the 2018 film, as always. Right. I saw right. the Ritual, which mm-hmm. was I had heard a little bit about this because it was directed by uh, David Brucker, I think his name, and he was the guy who was attached to direct the new Friday the Thirteenth movie that ultimately got canceled. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "Oh, I'll make a." different film about a cabin in the woods there we go so yeah this film is it's 
definitely nothing we haven't seen from horror before. Like I said, it's about a cabin in the woods. It's about people who go into, you know, go off the beaten path and stumble into a woods and like they I said, argue the about a map much, for a while. They don't. They don't argue about a map. Well, what's but the it, point even watching it then? <laughs> but it is very much, you know, Blair Witch Project meets the witch, and mm-hmm. then it, and then it slowly transitions to like the Wicker Man for a brief moment. And then it transitions into, like, Krampus. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, no, you don't mean, like, Krampus is actually there, do you? No, but I just okay. mean, like, there's, like, weird similarities in okay. terms of creature design. And okay. just, like, the, the concept of, like, belief being mixed in there and stuff. Okay. But, yeah. So, it's not a very original horror film. But I ended up enjoying it a lot like it's very well directed you know it doesn't go Mm -hmm. for the jump scares or whatever it's all like this really unsettling atmosphere and just like this really slow paced just kind of methodical cinematography and like setting up these this tension and this creature and all this yeah so i need to watch this one this is what i need to see i would definitely recommend it especially since it's on netflix there's so many Netflix 2018 movies already. I know. I heard that's where all my films this year have come from so far. It's insane. There's another one um, with the guy from Workaholics is in it that just came out too. But there was like no fanfare for it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, I'm, that's where I'm going to find all my movies if I need them, I guess. Exactly. So. Uh, next up. I finally got around to a film I've been meaning to watch for a while, uh, The Edge of Seventeen. Because after casting uh, Haley Steinfeld last week... You would feel like, like a fool should, if you... Yeah. yeah, I probably should finally get around to this film. And didn't disappoint. Isn't good, it so good? good? Of age. Isn't good it so of age. freaking good? Very, very funny. Very well acted. I like the cast. Especially Woody Harrelson, like yeah. just their dynamic. Oof, pitch perfect. Biting yeah. humor there. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's pretty dark. That, okay. that opening scene, it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, it's just really funny. It's really clever. It's very affecting at moments as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like anything revolutionary for the genre. But, like, it's just, like, such a good example of it. Yeah. I love, I just love the characters in that. Like, everyone has, like, in all coming-of-age movies, actually, all well-written ones, there's, like, so many layers to every character. And I love the way they reveal everything uh, through Haley Steinfeld's character's perspective. And you learn about these different just the whole best friend brother like subplot to the movie is absolutely great. I think that whole part is great. So. Yeah, I, I think I, it seems very similar to like Ladybird perks of being a wallflower style. So I think mm-hmm. if you like those films, I would recommend those. Yeah, ones. not quite on the same level, but it's, no, no. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. It's a good movie. I'm, fi- I'm uh, glad you finally watched it. Yeah. Beyond that, watched uh, War Games. Mm, mm. That's the... What's that Matthew one again? Matthew Broderick's in that one? Yeah, yeah. Kill the Man. Um, 
Um, yeah. So uh, he holds up. <laughs> holds up to this day. It's uh, in the very nice. Um, worrying about uh, nuclear Armageddon and yeah, all that. So uh, it's, it's like the watch. computer, right? Something about a computer, and they I yeah, can't the remember. kid hacks into a nuclear simulation program thing and tricks into thinking it's going to start World War Three or something. Mm. Like he thinks it's just a computer game, and then turns into war games. War. Oh yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was their actual tagline. Probably he, he thinks it's some computer games. And then it turns into dot dot dot, and then they have the more games. games <laughs> oh my God, let's write taglines. <laughs> Hire us, Hollywood. We're good. Now, will we write one as good as the Fifty Shades Freed one? No, definitely no, not. But no, who could? Uh, beyond that, watched uh, Barry Lyndon. Yeah, how's that? It's long. But it's one well, of it's the a Kubrick best movie, so. long movies I've seen in a while. Okay. You know, where I'm like, I don't feel the length of that much. Because mm. it's... I was watching because TCM was showing it because they're showing, like, Oscar movies. And this was, oh, like, a okay. best cinematography winner. And the cinematography is gorgeous. So, like, it keeps you captivated is just there, on that alone. Is there a space light show um, for 20 yeah, minutes in this one? A, there's not a 20 Like a, a completely pointless 20-minute light show. <laughs> that, uh, it's just a little much, I think. No, not no. in this one? Okay. No. He reined it in on this one. But, yeah, it's, a, it's not Kubrick's best, but solid. All right. And what else you got for us, Aaron? Uh, finally just watched... Some old like silent film comedies and watched Safety Last and Sherlock Jr. You know, it's just nice because they're short and they're on all on like YouTube basically. Oh, so, really? You know, <laughs> you're just in for like you have like an hour to go. You're just like, hey, I can fit in a movie if it's an old one. Yeah, I guess they're uh... public, public domain. domain. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Huh. Cool. Yeah, that was what I have. Very nice, guys. Let's move on. To the casting segment this week, of course, it is the Valentine's Day episode, so we're casting a romance movie with 50 in the title, but not 50 Shades of Grey. No, no. 50 First Dates. Try to rhyme it with We have a problem. What's the problem? I've never seen this movie. Yes, you have. It says so on your uh, letterboxed. Oh, wait. Is this the one with... Adam Sandler. Okay, then yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the other one? What other one? I don't know. Something like okay. Well, never mind. I've seen this movie. <laughs> okay. So uh, should be interesting <laughs> how we do this. Um. All right. So for Henry, <laughs> the Adam Sandler role, I've got David Oyelowo. Now. What's your reason? My reasoning, number one, he's a pretty good actor in the Cloverfield Paradox. He's probably one of the better ones in the movie. But also, he has a new movie coming out where he's, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a comedy. And, you know, he seems pretty funny in it. I, I think he's a funny guy. He could be funny. I think he's a good actor. He, you know, and also... I feel like this is lo- I feel like this is lost on everyone in every Adam Sandler movie because Adam Sandler only plays Adam Sandler. In this movie, he's supposed to be like a marine biologist, like a smart person. 
And David Oyelowo looks really smart. He's always playing a scientist. I think if he's got the scientist look down, he's a good actor, and he's he he looks funny. He that that sounded rude. He does not look <laughs> funny. He he looks like he could be quite funny in a movie. I'm a I'm a choose him. You know who's a better pick? Who? Tom Hanks. A little old at this point. <laughs> you think you think, but like okay. here's the thing. This is a creepy movie. So the only way to make it not creepy is to, is Tom to get Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks could make it creepy. I mean, who knows? Um, okay, interesting. interesting. It has to end with Tom Hanks being captured by pirates then. Yeah, when they're on that boat. And they <laughs> yes. But David, who do you got? I have chosen John Boyega. Mm, mm. Because John Boyega has the acting chops. He's got some funny lines in Star Wars. He can be smart, I'm sorry. but I'm really. What? I'm sorry, we have like the same reason. I think but he could I, be like, funny. <laughs> but the real reason I chose John Boyega. Mm-hmm. Wait for my Lucy. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick Tom Hanks <laughs> because, I, honestly, Tom Hanks could make anything watchable. Except the circle. Well, he's not in it much, so. If he's Got the lead. If, if he's the less. If he's the lead, he can make the it lead. watchable. The leads. The leads. Now, Lucy, the Drew Barrymore character, we're looking at someone who's super funny. Tiffany Haddish. I think she's become quite a rising star recently. Watched her do the uh, Oscars uh, thing when she announced the uh, Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's really funny. And I watched some of her stand-up and stuff. And I'm like, she's extremely funny. So I think, you know, get someone in here who has good comedic chops and uh, get her in the movie. I guess she's re- the best part of Girls Trip. I haven't seen Girls Trip yet, but... People say she's amazing in it, so. Tiffany Haddish. Not bad. Who you got? Well, you <laughs> might see a theme starting to develop here, but okay. I have Meryl Streep. So, even older than Tom Hanks. <laughs> right. That's the only way to we make got, it we not gotta, creepy. We gotta pair up the ages. And we gotta pair up the the acting quality. Right. So, right. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking to elevate this material. <laughs> Interesting. And the only way to make this work it's is with to Meryl Streep and Hanks. Tom Hanks. And Meryl Streep, yeah. Interesting. David. <laughs> who you got for Lucy? For Lucy, I chose Scarlett Johansson. Kelly Marie oh. Tran, who played Rose in episode eight, because I wanted Rose to, from the accident, and then Poe to take her to this island and run away from the Republic, and to even then he finds out that she has um, this thing where she can't remember who she is, and so now it's like this whole Poe and Rose living on an island, a totally separate life thing. I, huh? You call them Poe. 
Sorry, not Poe. It's all good. Oh, goodness. John Boyega is playing Finn. I, yes. I, was, re- I was reading the cast. I was reading Poe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, yeah. So, and you know what? Taylor Mary Tran, like, she's, got, she's breaking out from episode eight. I'm sure she'll mm-hmm. be in another movie. This could be it. She's funny. In all the interviews I've seen her in, she's very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I sway anyone to the Tiffany Haddish boat? <laughs> no. You, we have Kelly Marie Tran. I'm going to have to go with Lisa. Thank you. Thank choice. you. I'm excited to see her in more stuff. Um, all right. For Marlon, the father of the Drew Barrymore character, I have Morgan Freeman... Because Morgan Freeman will literally do anything at this point. <laughs> and, like you said, Aaron, elevating the material. Who's going to come in here and at least give it the old college try? Morgan Freeman. He's going to come in and do his Morgan Freeman voice and be like, she hasn't remembered anything for 50 years. <laughs> I don't know why he's a 1920s stockbroker now, but... He is, I guess. So, Morgan you, you Freeman. Know who else could elevate this song? Who? Christopher Plummer. Should, should we? Should we cast Kevin Spacey, kick him out, and then replace him with Christopher Plummer? That's that's how it works now. I guess. Sure. That's okay. how, that's what will get him to join. Do you? Do you have any reasoning for Christopher Plummer? Uh, or? I was just going for age, really age old and Oscar <laughs> winner nominee people. Mm, mm, mm. This Oscars, right? Tom Hanks wasn't nominated this year, though. He gets it anyway. <laughs> David, who do you have for Marlon? Marlon, he needs to be old. He needs to have a beard. He needs to be blonde. Or slash white gray hair. I think Donald Sutherland mm. filled this role. Donald Sutherland. I think I'm, I'm going with Donald Sutherland. You you that's, sold that's, me on that instantly. Exactly. Well, you look at him. It's like, yeah, this could work. I like it. Doug. Oh, Doug. <laughs> Quite the character in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Fifty first dates. <laughs> 50 first dates. I want to pick someone who, again, will elevate the material. Someone who will actually take this uh, horrible character. Actually make him a little funny. Someone who is extremely talented. Looking to, it looks like he's taking just random jobs at this point. Not random jobs. He's going to be Lando Calrissian, Donald Glover. Mm. You know? He's funny in Community. It's one of the best parts of Community. Super funny. I feel like he'll show up and maybe not really take it all that seriously, but still churn out a performance that makes you chuckle, makes you laugh a little bit. So. Come on. Thank you. I got. We got to get Donald Glover in all of these movies, Aaron. <laughs> At least a shout out. I appreciate him. You didn't Aaron. get him in last one. I didn't you get tried. him in. I tried. That's what I'm saying. I gotta at least show my appreciation for his work every every week. 
David. I mean, Aaron. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I forgot your name. I went with the, uh, the obvious choice. Oh, is it? Guys. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, my God. Gonna, gonna come out of retirement. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because, you know, he's just really committed to uh, elevating the material. He's yeah. In. So, he's a key component. Oh, my God. Okay. David. David. You know. No. Th- this role. Not anymore. Is very important to the movie. I cannot, I need to leave this role in capable acting hands. Mm, mm. And feet. Hands and feet. And with, th- with he has the very good ability of saying the B word. Causing everyone to like him. I think Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, yeah. Could fill this Doug role. So here's my crossroads here. I think Daniel Day-Lewis would make me laugh to see in this role. But Aaron Paul, I actually can see in the role. So that's where I'm going to have to make my stand. And I think I gotta go with Daniel Day Lewis because I want to see him play this roided out, like, <laughs> beach guy, <laughs> like you know. I want to see what that looks Selfish. like from him. I want to see what that looks like from him. All right, and uh, finally, the uh, I forget his name, but the doctor, <laughs> Doctor Keats. Keats, yeah, but I forget the guy who plays him. Dan Aykroyd. There we go. I got it. Let's uh, let's all calm down for a second. Uh, yeah. So I've put uh Rosario Dawson because of course. Why? Why? Why would you? Of course. You want to cast her in every single. Yes, one. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. That's absolutely true. Yes, I do. <laughs> but uh, Rosario Dawson. I think she's an amazing actress. I think she's got a bad hand as far as movies have been concerned lately. But we know she plays a good nurse slash, do- slash doctor in uh, the Marvel Cinematic TV universe. However, I don't know. And uh, I'm waiting for her to bring it into the, into the fold, into the movie world. With Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty First Dates. Wow, you're bad at this. I I must have something on the mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Aaron. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I have a theme going with this. Yeah. Class. All right. Yes. So now, the, the final piece of this puzzle. Mm-hmm. We can go with Oprah. I almost cast Oprah. <laughs> it's not even it's not even a joke. Okay. You don't have we gotta, to. We gotta elevate the material, man. I guess, sure, David. <laughs> who do you got? Uh, y'all ever see Scrubs? This guy played a doctor in Scrubs. Okay, who is John? It? John C. Oh. McGinley. I thought you were gonna say John Cena. John Cena wasn't in Scrubs. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Zach Braff for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Okay, I don't know this guy. Wh- which one he, is? He's the friend. He's in um 
uh, are we done yet? You know, mm. the guy in Are We mm. Done Yet with all no. the different hats? I, I've seen that movie one time. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I don't know Are We Done Yet. I'm going to look I him mean, up. I'm going to look him up. Don't you worry. What's his name again? Look him up. John C. McGinley. M-C-G-I-N. John C. McGinley. I'm gonna look him up. Don't you? Don't you worry your uh, pretty, <laughs> your uh, pretty little face. We're gonna look it up right here. Oh yeah, I know this guy. You'll know him too. Uh, here. Let me... Oh shoot. Oh shoot. I don't want to see his headshots. I just. Oh my. Oh my God. There this, we go. Is this Keegan Michael Scott? <laughs> yeah. You know this guy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. He'd be a good doctor. He's done it before. Yeah. He knows all the terms, the doctorly terms. I uh, I hate to go with Aaron again and have him basically win this final uh, casting segment, but I was already going to go with Oprah before uh, I realized Miss Dawson wasn't in this film. So, Oprah Winfrey. So, we basically made it. A prestige piece minus Tiffany Haddish, with even with David's Donald Sutherland was <laughs> in it. So interesting director. Who are we gonna direct this? Who are we gonna have direct this uh, fantastic uh, piece of work? Did you want me to go first? I for some reason I thought you've been going first, but you definitely have not. No. I'm gonna scratch my original and say Rosario Dawson's directing this piece. All right, we're getting her in this movie one way or another. <laughs> but what about what if we have the Cohen brothers direct? No, oh, all right. Give them another shot at the romance. David. You got uh, someone directing this? I mean, I already picked the Coen Brothers, so it's, I'm sorry. Aaron knows the way to get to my heart. It's through the Coen Brothers. Very selfish. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sell me. Sell me on something else. I want... Steven Spielberg. The, the director of the 50, new Fifty Shades movie. Mm, mm. The guy who did uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Who's for some that's reason what, doing that's these. what he's doing now? Yeah, oh I know, right? <laughs> what a downstep in your career. <laughs> like J- James Foley. Money, oh yeah, totally. James Foley is his name. I forgot for a second. So, in our Fifty Shades, nope, Fifty First Dates <laughs> remake, we're looking at Tom Hanks, Tiffany Haddish, Donald Sutherland, Daniel Day Lewis, Oprah Winfrey, directed all by the Coen Brothers. So, that's quite the film. Guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Have you, what do you got for us this week? Something a little uh, special? No, I wasn't thinking of okay. thematic action. Because I had, already, I already had this one picked out early in the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We were talking about uh, Woody Woodpecker, the uh, live-action movie Yep. that just came out. Yep. <clears throat> Tell me about it, man. It's 
it, I don't. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be from like this direct to DVD live action adaptation of a cartoon that hasn't been relevant in fifty years. No. He goes. <laughs> does he do that in this movie? He, he does do that in the movie. A you know lot. What he does in this movie. What poop? Yeah, he, uh, he poops on people. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bird and he poops on people. So, those, <laughs> are, those are some jokes. Oh, those are jokes. He's yeah. got jokes. Okay. So, yeah, there's... And it's basically exactly what you'd expect in terms of, like, it's about this guy who gets fired from his job because he doesn't care about the environment. Oh, my God. And then he goes out into the woods. But, but it's not like... He gets fired from his job, and his next step is like, hey, I'm going to build a giant house, and then flip it, and then I'll get some money. Because <laughs> that's the logical next step. This is an English movie, correct? It's so- an English language movie. Okay, but it was not made here? It was It was made here. They're all, like, uh, American actors and everything, okay. but it was made specifically for Brazil. Do they just the love really Woody? Popular Why? <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that, like, whole going out into the woods is maybe just a lost-in-translation thing, but if it's made by American studios, like, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay. Continue. No, and, and we have, of course, the, uh, the he's divorced. Oh, so yeah. So he has to bring his estranged son out with him and everything as one loves, does uh would be on his phone oh. and like likes this girl and they they start a band oh dope with with woody woodpecker oh something straight out of manchester by the sea then some real emotional right. stuff here and so then there's like yeah, so Woody obviously doesn't want this house being built on his land, so Who he would? tries to tear it down, and then they have to learn to cooperate and all that, and the guy has to learn how to love his son again. Does he learn how to love his son again? He 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 does indeed. Wow. Does he end up building the house? He does not, because wow. he also learns to care about the environment. Wow, they didn't, uh, they didn't nine lives it then. They, they did not, no. Probably for so the best. He, he ends the film sleeping in a tent with his son and Woody. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a real, it's a real heartwarming tale in the end. <laughs> Who plays Woody Woodpecker? I don't know. Does he it's, talk? Does he, yeah, I guess, he talks. Okay. He, he talks. Because I looked at the cast list on Letterboxd, and none of them are credited as being Woody Woodpecker. Not one. I don't think it's anyone famous. But still, <laughs> you'd think but, they'd be like, yeah. oh, okay. Interesting. How is the CGI for you, Aaron? It's horrible. It's never once convincing. Like, it's exactly <laughs> the quality you would expect from a direct-to-DVD version of this. Like, it, it looks creepy. It looks... <laughs> You know, cheap. Right. I'm looking at him now. He looks horrifying. I'm scared. I don't want to sleep alone tonight. <laughs> I'm just, I'm horrified. Alex Zam. Also, Drake. Oh, my God. 
So he just kind of makes a living doing this sort of thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. He directed Dr. Doolittle 5, um, The Tooth Fairy 2, the one with Larry the Cable Guy, Jingle All the Way 2, again with Larry the Cable Guy. He likes working with him, let's be honest. Um, now, also did... In this one. What? He should have been in this one. He should have been. Larry he should have been playing Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um... Did some Disney Channel original movies. My date with the president's daughter, anyone? Do you remember that one? Imagine that movie being made today. <laughs> It'd be about the president. What's going on? My God, Aaron just knocked it out of the park. Oh, my God. Wow, it doesn't get better than that. Uh, The Haunting Hour, don't think about it. You remember that one? Emily Osment? That was a R.L. Stein joint. Now, perhaps his most interesting directorial uh, work is uh, Chairman of the Board. The Carrot Top movie. <laughs> so. That really tells you all you need to know about. I guess so. The quality here. <sighs> what, what's your last thoughts on... Uh... I was just going to say, they have to add an old cartoon at the end. Mm. Just to get this up to 90 minutes. Mm. That's how little effort they put into this. Is it a good part of the movie, though? Is it a good old it's cartoon? It's the best part of the movie. Right. It's actually, it's actually a good cartoon. Because there was some creativity and some passion put into it. But it, like, it retroactively makes the movie worse. Because you're like, oh, this could have actually been funny <laughs> if someone cared about it. No one cared about Woody Woodpecker in 2017. <laughs> you would think, but they made this. I guess so. All right, well, let's move on. To the fault in your stars. This is, of course, the segment where we go on to Flickster. We find a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is, and we throw it out there. Have the other two try and guess what it is. Uh, guys, this week, David has the review. Two stars. David's got two stars. Honestly, it was disappointing. A lot of hype and potential, but... It didn't nail it. Didn't nail it. All right, next review. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that. Okay. Half star. Weird sexual in- innuendo that was unnecessary. Movies targeting kids, but made me feel made me and my family feel uncomfortable. Mm. Is it? Couldn't be. Okay. What? Continue. One star. Okay. Couldn't question mark. No, no. Could C O U L D N question mark T. <laughs> be bothered to watch it to the end great that's a great review that's right a great there. one now i have a i have a theory mm-hmm. is this scooby-doo no oh dude there's a lot of innuendo in scooby-doo it's like really strange yeah, but that's- all right all right this one this one this one will be it ready boys yeah well, i'm ready one star mm-hmm 
The movie lacks any comedy and uses the same jokes that are lays used in a rock and this actor. This actor is short. Oh. There's some stuff. It's the best part about this movie is when this actor stole every scene he was in. He gave me the only real laugh in the entire film. The movie was a hobble script and was directing directing was nothing new or special. It's Jumanji. Now, it is. Th- you would not have known this, but we did Jumanji last week. <laughs> so, yeah. Didn't we? Oops. It was last week, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. My bad. It's I all guess. good. That's a double Jumanji. That's a double Ju- Jumanji. I don't know. That's... All right. Uh, guys, this has been episode 90 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at DBEX with two S's, 15 on Twitter. Wish him a happy late birthday. Birthday. If you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com, um, where he is chilling out. Nothing down the pipe right now. Yeah. Till Black Panther, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then uh, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, uh, Jake Lace on Tumblr, and of course, also, <laughs> the podcast. You can find that at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, everywhere, but not everywhere, just those four places. <laughs> and uh, if you're liking what we're doing, if you're liking what we're uh, shouting to the heavens uh, into the endless void that is the internet you can leave us a review on uh, SoundCloud well on iTunes you can leave us a comment on SoundCloud um, let us know how you're doing how's your day you have a good day cool cool me too yeah it's 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 like a pretty good day it's snowy lately but you know what can you do mother nature and all that uh, anyway, guys, email us at rebootardyunderway at gmail.com, and we will see you all next week when we talk about the bye-bye man. The bye-bye man. Starring Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, man, that would make that movie so much better. All right, goodbye. <laughs>